Um, hello, everyone. <clears throat> My name is Devi Srinayak, and I will be here uh, moderating uh, for our today's wonderful guest speaker, Yvette, and she works for Chick Tech. And uh, we'll be having discussions in the STEM education and how to enhance STEM education in our society, and especially in um, in the United States. Uh, and she has a education experience. I'm also in the education um, at the university. So we'll have a um, conversation and a broadly conversation in different topics because we are coming from the background of um, uh, where we ha have wonderful experience in uh, different school systems and universities and um, STEM education and cybersecurity is a vital where um, uh, we see the representation has been um, systematically uh, less uh, when we talk about women, when you talk about underrepresented community. So, mm, so before we start, um, Yvette, would you, why don't you introduce yourself and um, say something about yourself, like how you become today, like, you know, what's your journey? Sure, thank you so much to be sure for having me on today. And hi everyone, uh, uh, my name is Yvette. And as to be sure mentioned, I am, uh, currently working at Chick Tech as the National Program and Community Manager. I uh, over, uh, currently oversee our virtual programs and our chapter uh, virtual programs as well. Uh, my my uh, path into tech uh, was a long one. It was a long winding path, but um, it it stemmed from a, a strong uh, passion and desire to uh, understand, understand the, the newest technology, how it worked, why it worked, how it connected all of us and um, how it might be used to uh, make us all better global citizens. Uh, you know, I, I, from the moment uh, my family purchased their first computer a very long time ago. <laughs> I um, I was just enthralled. I was so interested in in programming and, and figuring out you know how to um, hack myself into um, the programs into uh, the Encarta uh, um, encyclopedia. <laughs> um, you know. Right? The, the nerdy stuff, but the fun stuff. Um, and then that sort of led me into a path of um, working in education. I, I felt that uh, education was uh, uh, the best way for me to encourage and mentor youth to uh, be the best that they could and, and see themselves in uh, careers that they might not feel uh, equally represented in. Um, but, you know, education has its flaws and, uh, and it, and my passion always brought me back to, to, to STEM, to technology uh, specifically. And um, I decided that I would study a little bit of programming and, and then follow my heart to uh, Chick Tech. 
and that's how I am now here. That's great to hear that, you know, you started like the journey of um, buying first computer and the journey of being educator. Um, so would you like to share with your audience that like, you know, what's your college background is and then, um, uh, and then you um, talk about, um, So that's great to hear that, like, you know, the, the first uh, computers and with we talk about um, being a mother of like children as well. It's so inspiring. So would you like to share like, you know, what's your educational background is and what motivated you to pursue in the higher, uh, like, you know, uh, education industry and especially like moving towards in Chick Tech and, um, you know, encouraging everybody and especially uh, women and girls to pursue STEM education. Yeah, um, so I have a I have an, an interesting background, yes. I, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Um, Please do share. I, I, um, I actually, as, as an undergrad, I studied psychology and anthropology. Wow. I'm... I'm super interested in, in just like the, the processes of, yes. of human, mm-hmm. human interaction and, and why we do things and um, like what happens when we interact in certain ways uh, with each other. And um, so I, I studied psychology mm-hmm. uh, and um, I also studied anthropology because I, I genuinely just not just our, our like mental, like how we process every day or how we live through every day, but, uh, but from the very beginning as, as uh, humans, <laughs> how, how we came to be, uh, you know, there's, I have this um, innate desire mm-hmm. to like break things down to, mm-hmm. to very, very core yeah. uh, in order to understand like the, the larger concepts and, mm-hmm. So I studied, so that was my, my uh, bachelor's. That's sort of like my first uh, higher education. That's uh, so vision. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, so after, after undergrad, I, I sort of combined all of that into a career in social work. Wow. Uh, but that's, but social work is incredibly rewarding but it can also be incredibly draining Mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of burnout within that field and I wasn't uh immune to that Mm -hmm. and uh after after a few years uh, as a social worker I decided that you know I I, uh, you know I wanted to yes work with Mm -hmm. um those that are under underrepresented or that um don't have the all the resources um, available to them, mm-hmm. uh, so I went ahead and um, went to Roosevelt University and got awesome. my master's in uh, in education. Yeah, yeah. it it was uh, it, at the moment during, of course, during uh, my master's. Uh, path or years uh I constantly questioned myself and was like why am I doing this to myself Mm -hmm. Uh, but 
But it was incredibly rewarding. And uh, one thing that I absolutely love about Roosevelt University is that it, at its very core, of course, you know, Eleanor mm -hmm. Roosevelt, uh, at the very core is, is this idea of, uh, of equity and, um, and inclusiveness. And, mm -hmm. um, and it just, it really struck a chord. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I always felt that I always, um, followed a path that you know the, where I wanted to include as many people as possible but I didn't have the, the vocabulary or, or sort of the the idea of what it meant until uh, until I went there <laughs> so I, I studied at Roosevelt and it was at every like every class that I took mm -hmm. there was was centered around diversity and equity mm -hmm. inclusion um, and I turned that into my uh, part of my pedagogy and mm -hmm. went from there. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, I, I taught for nearly 13 years in, um, wow. in, you know, in, in Humble Park in Chicago, mm -hmm. which is a predominantly Latino mm -hmm. neighborhood, um, yeah. you know, lower income mm -hmm. to, yeah. Um, and when we moved, when my family and I moved to Seattle, um, White Center was the neighborhood that I connected with because of that. It, they were very similar, um, strong Latino community, uh, strong uh, immigrant community. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that uh, I, could, I could make an impact there and, and that's where I felt most comfortable. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I just stuck there. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there was, there was still this sort of, you know, little voice, like, what about technology? Yeah. Like, do more with technology, not yeah. just, you know, <laughs> not just teach kids how to use the technology, but do something with it. Um, yes. And so I, uh, I decided I would go to Code Fellows and learn how to program. Okay. <laughs> so you know I, it's just a constant um desire for knowledge mm -hmm. on my end I just mm -hmm. I love learning and I love providing opportunities for others as well that's so inspiring to me to know your story through this process because like you know teaching, um, you know different uh, underrepresented communities in different uh, neighborhood in near part of Chicago and especially Latina uh, neighborhood where, you know, the excess um, of resources, which is very limited. And then, you know, coming here in Seattle and then again, right jump to the opportunities of giving. Um, it's, it's, it's like um, you are a giver and then like, you know, I'm really honored to have this conversation with you. And I'm so thankful that <laughs> you decided to share a story with the, to me um, and the whole world. I think that whoever will be watching this, um, they will be very inspiring. And then there are so many, and this is just getting started. Um, uh, my follow-up question to you is that, when you are in education, like, you know, you're teaching, uh, what level of uh, students you were, it's middle school, high school, um, or kindergarten, like what level of uh, <laughs> students you, you were teaching? 
uh, I, I stuck with the middle school and high school students. Uh, I did, I did spend a summer teaching second and third grade, mm -hmm. uh, just summer school and they're super cute and adorable. Um, but I, I just, I couldn't, <laughs> um, you know, you and I have, have talked and, and just sort of chatted and, and I have a very like, um, things are just the way, like, that's just the way things are yeah. attitude. Yeah. And uh, second and third graders don't really understand that. <laughs> you know, we're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, um, your math is a little off. As, that's okay. That's just the way things yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they don't have yeah. that, um, that uh, part of They're the brain developed yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, so... I, I think I, I, I better served yes. uh, the older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like sometimes like, you know, every personalities and every individual has their comfort level, what level of, um, you know, um, children and students they can comfortable with and communicating and you know, adjusting. And it's, it's a long process to understand. And like yeah. the same thing with me is like, um, you know, I'm comfortable with all age groups, but like, I am now teaching in a university. So again, like if somebody will give me like um, play school, I don't think so I can communicate or maybe I can communicate, but I never try it again. You know, um, it's just like, do you want to do that? I think that um, we are so powerful beyond our imagination that if we set our mind to, but like we want to focus on certain things and the choices is ours, right? And that's what yeah. we excel. And 13 years, oh my God, it's it's so much experience, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, uh, so, it, it was great. You know, I, I love every um, yeah. every student that that came mm -hmm. through my through my classroom doors, and mm -hmm. I stay connected with them. Uh, of course, if if that's something they want to do, yeah. um, just. Just because, I, you know, they're, we often, um, as, as adults, I feel that we often think kids are, you know, because they're shorter than we are, uh, from most of the time, there are some children that are taller than I am. And I'm like, what? Um, but, you know, there's, uh, we, we tend to slide on, on the thought that, you know they don't know or they don't mm -hmm. understand but they're uh they're a lot more powerful mm -hmm. than than we give them credit for and mm -hmm. their emotional intelligence is far beyond what what ours is mm -hmm. um and we need to nourish that mm -hmm. uh, you know like mm -hmm. instead of and you know we've talked about this in regards to cybersecurity, like we want to keep them mm -hmm. safe yes. instead of like teaching them to, to be safe, <laughs> you know? And yeah, uh, yeah. The, um, that's a valid, great point you brought that um, our students and the, we like, you know, they do really hard work. Like students at the university level, um, especially in the COVID situation where we are in, it's like they're handling their families. They're working full time or some people are looking for jobs and simultaneously they have shown commitments towards education. 
and you know every times like in a homework situation and attending the class virtually means it's like everything together and i definitely give credit students you know the commitment towards education the perseverance the persistence as you mentioned you know it's it's hard in the present time oh, even if previously right when um especially the neighborhoods which is um you know have limited resources schools and you know being a teacher you understand and i also had some experiences when i was in memphis tennessee um volunteering in teaching in middle schools and high schools uh in different underrepresented neighborhood um which is resources who are limited you know there are uh, family issues and there are other society issues and there is stereotypes um and then um biases and being a child um i i can hardly think of like so many things you face you embrace that and you forget that that school environment is for safe and i give credit to teachers like you that who make that environment so friendly so judgment free and seriously my mother um is a teacher for and she is now retired and that's what i learned that school is a environment and college and universities are environments where students forget you know they are coming from they are here for learning they are here for understanding and this is fascinating story you share um during your education what are the subjects you touched um you know um so i started off uh teaching in a school for um uh for students with uh with emotional disorders mm-hmm. or um uh some undiagnosed learning disorders and so while i was there i i taught uh general education so mm-hmm. everything under the sun mm-hmm. um and and oftentimes also got to use a little bit of my psychology background mm-hmm. you know and um but once uh once i left there i focused mostly on languages mm-hmm. i taught um english language arts spanish as a second language also spanish uh, as a as a language arts and um and then eventually i taught uh, javascript and and like you know like yeah. languages yeah yeah that's a language hey <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's language yeah um it's a mode of yeah. communicating mm-hmm. uh, a thought so yeah i i mean i i again it kind of going back to like wanting just a, a desire to break everything down to its very core um i i felt that language uh is is the best vessel to um to truly uh, like mitigate mm-hmm. um, any a- any like turmoil that you have within or or also like in a social space you know mm-hmm. if you have the vocabulary if you have the ability to communicate in in any way you know there are there are children who can't communicate mm-hmm. vocally yeah. but they will create a, a beautiful work of art um on on their computer yes. then then you know that that's a way to communicate and mm-hmm. and and that's a way to kind of connect with each other Uh, so I so I stuck around <laughs> with those. 
I, I wish, I wish I would have spent a little more time uh, teaching history just yes. because I'm like, you know, I, I love history, but, <laughs> but I, I stuck with languages. <laughs> That's a great way to put it that JavaScript is a language as well, the way we speak. I don't speak Spanish, uh, only a few words, but great. And I'm in the process of learning. <laughs> um, I speak only Indian languages, um, uh, apart from English. Uh, <laughs> it's never too late to learn more languages. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm in the process of. So uh, share something like, you know, we mentioned about um, JavaScript, right? So you have taught. What's your experience like in JavaScript? And, um, you know, why do you think it's important that students should learn that language like javascript and programming language uh, yeah. to communicate and even if like um i feel personally that like our programming languages is in the present time another communication language where you can build some cool stuffs you can doesn't matter because programming language don't care about your personality whether you are introvert extrovert um you can just pass your messages the way you want to be creative um and I, I say that it's a, it's, it's a um, communication language. Like, you know, you speak Spanish, you speak Hindi, you speak um, Odia, it's a language. So if we start thinking that way, I think that the afraid, the, the fear part of, oh God, it's programming language goes away. What do you say? Uh, absolutely. I. I mean, I, I've never put it so uh, eloquently, <laughs> but but I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I, if we sort of if we start communicating uh, to youth that uh, programming languages are just that, you know, when you were a toddler, you learned uh, your first language, um, and and now you're learning a programming language. If we put it that uh, simply, mm -hmm. uh, then. I think that fear starts to dissipate, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, learning a language is challenging and you're mm -hmm. going to make mistakes every now and again. Like, have you ever heard a baby talk? <laughs> they don't make any sense. Yeah. And you're going to come across and, and your website is going to crash and yeah. you're going to have a ton of bugs everywhere, yeah. but, but you're, you're learning. Uh, and I think, I think that's a great way to, to put it. Like, you know, it's, it, it I think what keeps a lot of um, kids or, or even adults who are not sure what they want to do with, uh, with their life path, um, that it's that fear, you know. Um, and, and what I, the reason why I really wanted to teach um, programming to, to middle schoolers and uh, more so like middle schoolers and in, in underrepresented neighborhoods is because this is something that they um they consume right like they're mm -hmm. online all the time they're yes. that is that is the reality mm -hmm. um but if you understand like the very basics like uh, of, of what it is that you're consuming. If you can look at a website and understand like the, the language behind it, mm -hmm. um, then, then it, hopefully you'd learn to navigate a little safer, mm -hmm. right? Uh, learn to use that language mm -hmm. a little wiser. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I, it's like uh, understanding yeah. the roots of, you know, the Latin roots or the Greek roots of, yeah. of, of our languages, our yeah. spoken languages. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fascinating because like you brought a very valid point it's saying that like if we can learn the use of it like for example javascript c c plus plus um or even if the website which we literally every day sitting in front of computers and searching up things we want and i always tell uh, middle schoolers high schoolers like if you can only ask one question that this is it's working and what is behind this scene what is behind this curtain? Once you start asking that question, definitely like, okay, I don't understand how um, the begin part of um, initiation works in a, in a programming language because it's different. I get it. I get it. It's hard because there are millions of programming languages and you know there are people who know everything and there are people who are still in the beginner. But the point is, <clears throat> when you start learning the first thing that how it starts and then how it's closed. That's how the computers, right? You switch it on, switch it off. The same thing with the programming, you start with begin, you have to end. Mm -hmm. And the concept, and then you break it down, you add one little step every day. Um, that's kind of added when we talk about um, cybersecurity as well, right? Um, when uh, we talk about cybersecurity, like why it is important to learn or be ever especially um, targeting our middle schoolers, high schoolers, the knowledge of cybersecurity is important. Um, it's because that um, safety is important. And we teach a, our children that, um, you know, when you go, you don't talk to a stranger. The same concept, you know, you have a psychology background, same concept applies in cybersecurity. Uh, in the pandemic environment, um, they are stuck um, in, in, in home, but they are interacting globally. Um, so what do you say, like, you know, how do you communicate with middle school or high schoolers about that type of awareness? Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge, right? Because um, there's no, like the, the, I don't, I'm, I'm not a neurologist. I don't know the structure of the brain, but I think it's the prefrontal cortex that isn't quite developed yet. And so the idea of like a, um, a consequence or like uh, something, you know, like this is unsafe, it hasn't, isn't always there. Mm -hmm. um, and how do you convince like a 13 year old to, um, to, use coded language mm -hmm. uh, when answering those like security questions on a website, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know, it's, it's challenging, it's, it's hard. And I think, you know, I think with every generation or with, or with every year um, that you have new students or new learners, um, that, that knowledge is, is developed, right? Um, you mentioned the talking to strangers uh, or not talking to strangers. I, I remember growing up in, you know, in a long, long time ago, <laughs> I remember growing up and that wasn't, uh, that wasn't innate. It, it was something that we had to be taught. Mm -hmm. um, but my, my daughter Penelope, I, I don't remember ever uh, sharing that knowledge with her or, or saying that to her, and she 
doesn't, right? Like she, she won't talk to strangers. And so I, I'm, I'm hoping, <laughs> I think that that's sort of what's, what's happening where, um, you know, I think that they're, they're learning every, every year or, or every generation um, to be safer, to, to, you know, kind of a, a walk, walk a, a safer path. Um, but I don't know, it, it's, it's challenging because they, they're invincible, right? Like, yeah. they know more than you do. <laughs> yes. So that's one of the things is, you know, generation wise. So they grew up um, in a, a technology environment where like, you know, they, um, since their birth or so, being toddler, they started using telephones and uh, you know, uh, mobile phones and computers and iPads. And it may not be accessible like 20 years ago, but like it comes with like, you know, sometimes there are children who literally got catch up that, okay, we have to be safe in an environment when we are communicating. But if you see in the world of cybersecurity and there is um, cyberbullying, um, children are much more targeted, vulnerable population than others, uh, which is like not many, not, not many have that awareness of cybersecurity of um, when you talk about like, um, you know, teaching um, middle school or high schoolers in cybersecurity, the, one of the most convincing, and I think maybe everybody will agree with me that having knowledge will stop them doing certain things, which they, even if want to, but it's just a training, right? You want to, first of all, we want to all protect protect our young adults uh, from emotional abuse, from cyber abuse, from any type of harm. And we, we agree on that, no matter where we are in this part of the world. According to your experience, because you are a mother and um, you, know, you taught in um, middle school, high school, how it is important and what context it's so vital to teach um, young adults, like especially like, you know, 12 and 13 year old onwards in high school, uh, cybersecurity. Yeah, and the music just came back. So yeah. give me one second. That's fine, that's fine. That's fine, her children, that's fine. So it's, it's, there's like an added um, challenge there, right? Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, in, in, when you, when you're teaching children, um, like how to be safe, mm -hmm. uh, like, uh, when they're at the mall alone, mm -hmm. right? Or when they're walking back from practice or from mm -hmm. school, um, it's, it's, like clear and present, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like there's interaction. There's mm. like corners. There are stores. There, <laughs> there's people around, right? So, so there, it's very uh, tangible that that um, potential threat. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we're talking about um, virtual, it, it's it's harder because they there's no like there's no physical interaction. Presence. Yes. Yeah. And, and so there is a, there's a disconnect. There's the idea of like, if I do it on my computer, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's just on my computer. It's not really like, I'm not doing it to a person. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
from from the bully perspective you're like typing it away on your computer and posting it on social media and you're like well I didn't punch the person Mm -hmm. right but but the damage is done especially since since they they are they've grown up and they're Mm -hmm. living on Mm -hmm. these uh social platforms and so it is sort of like they're they're peer to peer Mm -hmm. even if they're not uh interacting Mm -hmm. in person necessarily Mm -hmm. and it's hard like how it it, again it's that I that part of the brain that isn't quite developed yet where Mm -hmm. like if I don't see it it's not there yeah if I don't feel it Mm -hmm. it's not an actual uh, pain that I'm causing yeah um and um yeah I don't know I I couldn't tell you how many times I had a conversation with students who are, you know, who very honestly were like, well, I didn't think that when I left that message on their, you know, on their computers uh, and iPads computer and- that, uh, that they, it was going to hurt their feelings. Yeah. And, and I would, you know, I would retort and say, well, would you say that to them? Face yeah. Well, no, because that's mean. It's the same thing. <laughs> they're reading it. Like they're reading it. They hear it in their yeah. head. Yeah. You know, and and so there's that disconnect where they don't because this space cube too. or or yeah, the screen that we're yeah. on is not uh, physical or yeah. or not like humanly yeah. physical mm-hmm. and we they they feel this disconnect as if it's like oh it's just something else but yeah yeah they so, so I, I think, think like the importance is teaching them that this this tool mm-hmm. is still it, it's it's an extension of of your body so yeah so if you wouldn't say it to the person mm-hmm. to their face then don't type it out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah, it's like um, having cybersecurity knowledge. First of all, like, you know, one key is we talked about protect themselves. Another key is there is a vast um, uh, opportunities of job opportunities, career opportunities in the present time. And this is what also we talked about when we did our workshops. It's like um, you pick any major. You're coming from education background, you're teaching JavaScript and, uh, you know, you're involved in um, virtual reality uh, workshops. I, I have different background, which is combination of information technology, system engineering, and then criminology. That's what I see that like you pick any major, you do have a contribution in cybersecurity. Um, you made a valid point of thinking that thinking that I am not saying somebody in person an extension of like what is the present time that we are at least interacting, we're at least writing. So when that kind of comes with combination with teaching, like, you know, that personable teaching saying that um, interaction that, you know, you are learning about these skills, you are learning these skills for protecting vulnerables, not use against them. Um, And like, you know, the platform of uh, about, I always like try to, in cybersecurity, try to connect with the psychology point of view. It's very important that like, you know, 
we say the way you articulated. It's a very elegant and understanding way that why this subject is so vital. And we both are talking today from a various angle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such winding paths. Yes. <laughs> It, it's never be simple, but it's every, it's, it's so beautiful, like, like, because, you know, diverse background matters, right? Mm -hmm. And the same thing, like, Absolutely. you know, in math, engineering, um, like, um, when we talk about arts, uh, it's all about how do the, the word of fear, if we remove from our head, then, you know, life becomes so easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if, if we... If we just understand that, yes, okay, we we feel fear, mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's very real. Yeah. Uh, but but let's sort of breathe through it and and uh, and see what we can do if we yeah. sort of push it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's actually awesome. Like you know, if we can, like you know, it's okay to be fearful. It's okay to fail. Um even like how many times I always say is that you need only one yes it's my like you know go to comment to everybody you need only one yes stop counting the uh, the negativity or the rejection start counting that how you um, become successful because every time you like didn't get success you learned so many things so mm -hmm. that's actually a gaining or like that's a kind of a win-win situation then losing yeah absolutely i i love that that and it's very true you know um, you know um thinking of of art like mm -hmm. you um you as an artist or as a sculpturist mm -hmm. <laughs> you have a block of you know marble yeah. and every now and again you chip away at it mm -hmm. and yeah every time you fail you're chipping away yeah but eventually you you've chipped away so much and, and grown so much that now you have this beautiful work of art and and it's your path it's your career it's yeah. your passion yeah. you just have to run with it that's um it's run and you can run faster than ever and or you can the the way you want to run it's like it's it's a competition within yourself like we get better and better every day and again it's like you know it's um, there is a success from point A to point B, but everybody has to go through. Some people go in a faster manner. Some people go in a like slower manner, pick your own speed and you get developed. Like, I think that like when we talk about like, you know, um, filling the gap uh, of, um, you know, in STEM and underrepresented community are not like, you know, enhancing. Um, as you know, we both are working in that, like, you know, uplifting, uh, um, everybody one of the key point what i found always that if we keep on working the way we are working and add a little bit more faster and contribute whenever we can i think that we will be able to achieve that ga gap and goals what we are talking about absolutely i mean i i look at the work that you're doing at uh, uw tacoma and the outreach that you do to uh ensure that you know in, indigenous populations are represented within cybersecurity and and women and women of color and like actively 
doing something about it, not passively like, oh, yeah, it would be great if we could, but more of going out there and offering mentorship and working with uh, with your your department and and doing like active recruiting and partnering like uh, partnering with programs like Chick Tech where where if if we continuously do things like that, if we if we just step outside our, our comfort zone and, and reach out just a little just a little more, um, then you know how much more of an impact can we have? Um, you know, one one thing I absolutely love about the work that I do uh, at Chick Tech is you know we our our youth programs provide that empowerment. You know, there are our students come to us, uh, some of them knowing nothing at all about technology, but but the space that is given is so empowering and so um, nurturing that they they stick around and and they and they pursue it. You know, we have, um, and then they come back. You know, I, I, currently we have uh, two like uh, Chick Tech high school program uh, graduates that are now at, at university. They're both studying, one is studying cybersecurity. I'm sure you'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> and another is, is studying CS and, and they've come back to, to be volunteers and mm -hmm. to reach out to mm -hmm. the, the high schools that, that they went to and also high schools that, of, of friends they now have. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that, you know, ultimately, as I left the field of education and being like in the classroom, mm -hmm. um, because I felt I needed to um, make a, a stronger impact. Mm -hmm. um, but then, uh, you know, one thing that I've, that I'm coming to, to understand is that, um, you know, it isn't, it isn't my duty to measure the impact I do. Mm -hmm. It's more of like seeing mm -hmm. those that that I've spoken with or that I've taught in some way yes. or been part of their lives and mm -hmm. how they impact. Yes. And you know, it's we're talking about like the maturity and the prefrontal <laughs> cortex, and I think I think I'm becoming more mature. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was immature and now I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful work that we're doing, you know? Yeah, and I agree with you. And then like, you know, like, you know, UW has been around like so long. <laughs> um, yeah. they, they always like the policy of like, you know, it's always like, you know, community-based and UW Tacoma where I work is, always a community-based, you know, almost community partnership of STEM education, how, you know, um, we um, encourage and, you know, diversity and inclusion. It's a, like, it's like always that every time we talk, um, we talk about and working and we're working towards it. Um, that is the goal. And then I'm very confident and positive that we will, in a global perspective, um, women uh, studying in engineering, STEM, cybersecurity, um, the, the percentage when we look at, it's uh, very low, but I'm very, very 
positive that we'll get there and very soon because the way we are working, not only you and I, and then there is so many women, men, um, teachers, doctors, engineers, like everybody now, um, you know, in this path, we are not alone. And that's the best part of being, um, you know, when um, we are in this field. And you just mentioned that, like, you know, being teacher, well, here is the saying, and I say that, once a teacher is always a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you are now like contributing in a different context, but, but your contribution doesn't stop right there. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we just think that like, you know, it's a time to move in a different directions and, and that's okay. Based on, you know, what is your comfort zone? Um, my follow-up question is what keeps you going? Like what motivates you? Oh man. Um, I, I, if, if it hasn't come across, I, I'm, um, I'm incredibly stubborn <laughs> and, and I need, I need to do something like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a busybody. I'm, yeah. I'm a stubborn busybody. <laughs> so, so I, I have to constantly, um, do something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, um, I know that we that we're making progress, uh, that we're we're beginning to really uh, to incorporate not just Chick Tech as an organization, but um, but the our our mission, our, our vision as as a community of, of organizations um, dedicated to diversity mm-hmm. and inclusion. Um, you know we've we've made great strides and we have com, um, companies and corporate uh, organizations that are, are starting to sort of get it mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's not it's not enough right like I, I there is still like we went from what eight percent to thirteen percent <laughs> in cybersecurity, right? In cybersecurity, it, it is in eleven, and then it's growing. And I saw like maybe in twenty, but like um, in computer science, it's like twenty five in enhancing yeah. thirty. But you know, then there is pandemic hit, right? And right. Now women are more impacted than ever. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, and that's, I mean, that's a whole nother can of worms yeah, that we, yeah. we would need another podcast <laughs> to talk about, but like the impact that, um, that catastrophic events like such as a pandemic or yeah. a natural disaster have mm-hmm. on, on women, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, we like to think that we're past these, uh, gender normative yes, or yeah. stereotypical, um, roles thoughts or roles but but we're not right uh and uh, yeah but like i said i mean that's that's what keeps me going the fact that the the fact that there's more work that needs Mm -hmm. to be done and i mean i this year we celebrated uh the the uh women's or or a, a yeah, women's right to vote. Yes, <laughs> um, you know the, uh, it's a little different of a history for for women of color, but but the the idea of the right for a woman to to express their their opinion or their mm-hmm. vote, their voice, um, and and it's it's a hundred years, you know, uh, when when you think of how long 
uh, men had the right to vote. So, so when we're looking at like cybersecurity or, or STEM in general, like, there's still so much work that needs to yes. be done. Yes. Like, there it is. Maybe in a hundred years, we can have this conversation again, and mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it'll it'll look a little better. But um, <laughs> but there's there's still more work, and, and until the work is done, I will be there. <laughs> I um, that's so inspiring. That you know the the motivation and the, the positive attitudes that like you know it will happen, and then you know like uh, Dr. King said like um, we shall overcome. And I always uh, think that as a motto, um, you know, the, um, you know, uh, the um, uh, Mahatma Gandhi uh, said um, that if we are in a true path, then we don't have to worry about losing, we'll win at the end, but we have to go through that. Um, you know, a lot of, um, when I say that, like difficulties, hurdles, and I always say that in a positive way because you know those hurdles makes us it together like when i talk about like math and cybersecurity and you know in general it's just like when we are hitting in the middle school or high schoolers because they're only they come across this environment saying that oh you are not good enough oh um there is nothing called good enough I means like who is best from the beginning first of all we learn every day. We practice one thing. If and if if a person is doing same thing over twenty years, definitely they will be best. And yeah. <laughs> just for a person like you know, and I I think that like this is what I see in education that um, kind of drives me every day is um, to, to see the involvement of students of um, scoring from you know a kind of like you know not sure what they're talking about at the end of a program, they know what they want to do. And, you know, mm-hmm. impacting life uh, in a various manner, like you have been teacher, my mother was a teacher in, in my family, most of, um, and being a teacher, what I found myself in different than other profession is that um, we have to be jack of all trades. Yeah. And... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> every other profession they will be saying like okay you have to be one in one profession being a teacher you have to be jack of all trades and master yeah. of all <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you have to know everything yeah <laughs> and then and then you know you have students who will tell you everything <laughs> you're like i I don't need to know that. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that that's kind of their admiration that I think that like that's a privilege that when a student come to me and share things they want to share, um, I think that it's kind of gives them a safe zone or maybe they they have. And I think that it's an honor. And I think as an individual, like um, when a person comes and share with us something, I think that like um, it's, it's a very... A different level of responsibility because you know like somebody is a student is trusting you or a person is trusting you that much that you know yeah <laughs> they're like yeah it's it's a it's a heavy uh responsibility but it's but it's a a joyful one i, yeah. I think yeah 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 
it's it's great and it's like and you, you know that we will continue working as we just getting started and um then again it will have the other conversation other conversational topic because you know there is a lot of things to share <laughs> Yes. Well, every time we, we get together, I mean, it's, there's a lot of conversation yeah. to be had. <laughs> and it needs to be shared because I think that not, not only you and I go through the same thing, there are millions of people go through this, may have gone through it. Our purpose of starting this or doing this is like, you know, pursuing and not only like STEM and our talk is more focused in cybersecurity and how we can uh, like, you know, encourage more like, you know, young adults in the pursuit of cybersecurity, including people who are in university level, no matter what your major is. But another thing is also we want you to all to know is that um, wherever you are, whatever your age is, you have a <laughs> field in cybersecurity to pursue. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, so we will continue our, like, you know, other um, conversation with this, but with this uh, saying, this is our, like, you know, first candid conversation in STEM. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> any closing thought then, you know, for the next come back? Yeah, um, absolutely. I will come back whenever you have me. And uh, yeah, I mean, those of you who are here joining us and with us, um, you know, there's there's a there's a place for you, and and we're here waiting. <laughs> I would like to see you as well. Um, thank you so much. Um, you can, uh, if you guys want to reach out to me and Ibit, we all are available on LinkedIn. Uh, if we can help you in any way, um, you know, um, there are programs uh, also to help you to pursue cybersecurity. Again, um, Chick Tech and the University of Washington, you all know where it is that you can go to a website, <laughs> uw.edu, having all the information and UW Tacoma as well. We um, have a lot of programs in School of Engineering Technology, uh, bachelor's and master's as well. Um, Great. Uh, any questions, feel free to. Again, um, all this conversation is completely like uh, for educational purpose. And um, this is just for both of our stories, just to share that uh, it, if it, it can impact in your life in any way, uh, I'll be glad. Again, this is only, only for educational and learning. Um, and I hope this helps. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>